Con Radio, presented by Wizard World. Radio for geeks. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us and shine a light on those who will inspire tomorrow. This is your tribute to comics and pop culture. This is the Canned Air Podcast on Wizard World's Con Radio. Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture right here on Wizard World's Con Radio. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. <laughs> and joining us today are friends from across the pond, Nick Good and Harry Hughes, here to talk about their comics, Snow the Dawn, Energy, and Codename. Thanks for being with us, guys. Hey, no worries. <laughs> we got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the Nintendo 64 in this week's Retro Roundtable. Then we'll be talking about comic books like we always do before we turn our full attention over to Nick and Harry and talk about their projects. So, let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. And away we go! (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! You know who lives in the third dimension. in control. You know who has four times the action. You know who feels the freedom. You know who breaks the barriers. Stands out from the crowd. You know who everybody's after. You know who the games of Nintendo 64. All right, guys, the Nintendo 64. Did we all grow up playing this? At my friend's house. Yeah. Since I never yeah, had one, but yeah. Friends. Oh, I have a horrible confession. No. <laughs> I, I knew people who had it, but I'd never had one nor played one myself. Oh, I missed. Man. Has Alex had one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. Him in here. I'm never going to hear the end of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great console. And uh, how dare you, any of you guys who didn't have one? Come on. Sorry. Yeah. Parents won't let me. <laughs> Parents wouldn't let me. If, if it's any consider, I, I wanted one as I've got older. As I've gotten older, I really want to buy one, mainly just for, for Goldeneye. Uh, well, yeah, that was that's what oh, I was. That was on, on that yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about that today, but I, for some reason, I kept thinking it was uh, PlayStation. That game changed the medium of first-person shooters. Goldeneye mm-hmm. yes. and uh, Ocarina of Time as well. Those two oh, games. Oh yes, Ocarina of Time. Forgot about that one. Zelda. I, I know that. I never, <laughs> you I never were just staring at me. I didn't know. Ah uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, other good games. Uh, Mario sixty-four. Mario Kart. Mm. Oh, well, Mario Kart had been out beforehand. Well, the 64 version, though. 
Yeah, I mean that was the first like real three dimensional mm-hmm. look to it. Well, yeah, for any of these games, honestly, but uh, yeah, that and Mario sixty four were great games. What about was, you guys? Was that Mario World, Super Mario World that was in that one? No, or that was, was that... the Super Nintendo. What was the Mario that was for that one? Mario sixty four. That uh, <laughs> yeah, all the names of their friends, all the the game names were pretty much in the the console. Yeah, it pretty much was. There was Donkey Kong sixty four, Star Fox sixty four. Uh, yeah. uh, what was the Dinosaur Hunter? Turok sixty four. I think. Well, See? Yeah, yeah Turok was cool. Yeah, yeah Turok was, was a yeah. lot of fun. I love that game. I played that one on PC though, but uh, still a great game. Was Star Fox on Super Nintendo? Or was that? It was, and Star Fox was uh, really ambitious. I think for uh, its time when it came out on the Super Nintendo, because it was you know still just like two dimensional, the sixteen bit yeah. graphics, but. I mean, they, they brought it into a 3D world. So, yeah. I mean, it was really cool, but it had been done before the 64 came out. The 64 just cleaned it up and made it look even better. That's when they transformed the ship, too, to where it would run. It, had, it got legs or something like that. Now, that I can't contest for. I don't know about that. <laughs> I must not have played the, the 64 version <laughs> one. But there was, yeah, it would, like, transform to where it would be like a, a walker mode. Oh, boy, I don't remember that. We'll have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I think mine was literally... Like, I never owned one, but I always played one at friends. And um, I always used to hear stories off of one of my brothers as well about GoldenEye, which is what made me play it in the first place, which was how him and his friends set up four consoles and four separate TVs, like, on split screen. And so it's like you couldn't screen watch where each other was, and they basically played the... Um, golden gun mode mm-hmm. where it's just the one hit one kill and that to me just always sounded amazing and i still don't think i could replicate that level of gaming now <laughs> like as much as i'd want to i think that just sounds amazing yeah were you able to play a linking them all together like that uh from what i know yeah like my brothers said that they were able to do it with four consoles so I assume so. Man. Unless your brother yeah, just, just yeah. Unless your brother's <laughs> <not his ability. laughs> like a kid, in which case that's me. The N64 was not what you're led to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why not. I mean, Game Boy, you could link your, to your friends too. So well, that's true, and that came it's out not like that before. was high tech technology, really. Yeah, I, I had seen people on uh, YouTube who taken pieces of cardboard and like taped them over their screen like where the line was for the device <laughs> so that people couldn't screen watch nice yeah but Isn't after the game for n64 as well yeah it's like attitude yeah oh, attitude? that'd be cool yeah yeah similar. a game called attitude yeah i think there was a wrestling game i can't remember it was attitude or whether it was called raw but it was basically just WWF and it's good era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of good games like that. I never got into watching uh, WWF really, except no. for when I was real young. Yeah. But uh, the games I, I'll play, they're a lot of fun. Just beat the crap out of each Are other. Are they? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the power you get from picking up a, a fake chair and beating someone over their fake head is awesome. I don't know where I would play that because I'm not going to sure as hell buy it at all to play any wrestling I, games. Well, that's the thing. I never bought I've got a good buddy who was into wrestling, and wow. after he was done, I'd kind of play him. But I, I've never bought one, but I've played a lot of them, believe mm. it or not. <laughs> hey, 64 had a, well, that Star Wars game with Dash Rendar. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they just, yeah, they also had a Rogue Squadron as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was I, pl- I played Rogue Squadron for the PC, though. 
Interesting. Um, I never had, like I said, we had the, I remember using all the arrow keys and WASD yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff for, for firing, but I'm, I'm sure it was Rogue Squadron on PC, right? Like, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I played it later. I played it on the N64, and then I later played it on the GameCube as well. Because we we had a disc that um, I don't think our computer at the time was good enough to run it, so it couldn't save any data. We could just play it, so we'd just play like twenty four hours flat of <laughs> try and complete it, but never. I don't think we ever succeeded. The Rogue Squadron games are always good. You mentioned the one on GameCube. I had that one too. I think that was the second. Yeah, it had to have been the second one. Yeah, uh, that was really cool because I think you got to even play as Luke with a lightsaber in different parts of that. That was really cool, like the um, the GameCube one as well. Yeah, because like after you could get out of your snow speeder, say like in on the battlefield of Hoth, mm. and like actually shoot that tow line up to the bottom of yeah. the uh, ATAT and like reel yourself up and slash it with your saber. Maybe I didn't play that Rogue Squadron. I know I played a Rogue Squadron. Maybe it was PlayStation or something. They've released Battlefront, so like yeah. the others are obsolete really. Like it's got everything in one game now. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it really do you guys play Battlefront, I take it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. or no, I hear? Yeah, I definitely do. I was joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what console do you guys play on? Uh Xbox. Yeah. Oh there we go. Oh shit. <laughs> <I was laughs> <some> playing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Remind us before we get off here. We'll give you our gamer tags yeah. if you guys would ever be interested in playing. Yes, yes. yes. Even though the time difference might screw us up. A <laughs> These guys are never. It's on. not that it's bad. Problem. It's five hours. Oh, no, I know. It's five hours. Yeah. What's up with the uh, that giant controller for the N64? Look like upside down pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, it was something else. And I, what was that? Yeah, it was like the, there's a joystick, wasn't there? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the middle. It's like the joystick, so you hold it in the middle, and then it's. Oh, it was confusing. Yeah, it's pretty hard to describe. There's like a there was an, I remember seeing like an article where they were telling you like the correct way to hold controllers, and I didn't realize like different nationalities had like come up with their own like ways of holding the controller correctly, and some of them were obscene. <laughs> like some like I remember the one with the joystick. It looked like it had two handles because like like you said it's like a yeah. pitchfork. So I assume you'd hold the two handles and use. Uh, the buttons like you would a normal console controller but like all these I remember seeing these pictures they're hilarious but it was just like people would hold it like inverse so they'd be holding like the centre fork yeah and then the top of the controller so I I just never understood how it works but apparently yeah, that was the correct <laughs> yeah because that was like I got told how to do that yeah. I think re- like recently as well because one of my mates bought an N64 yeah because apparently it means you can like use like your middle fingers and stuff to touch the buttons but that just feels I know what you mean. It it was uh, hard to grasp, I guess, when it first came out. And I never did understand why did they even put the D-pad on the left-hand side? I can't recall a single game where it ever came in handy. I mean, you had your little, like, C buttons that you used quite a bit for, like, firing or camera angle switching. But the D-pad, I can't ever remember an instance where it was used. Was there any way where you had your hands on the outside? rolling yeah or instead of just the one in the middle and one in the left no i always had my hand on the middle i can't think of a single game that ever made me like hold it like an old school controller hmm. i've never yeah. seen that thing i was like what the hell is this it was an odd design but uh it worked yeah and that's the goldeneye games and uh another great game that came right after goldeneye was perfect dark pretty much yeah. was the goldeneye game perfected i mean mm. made even better it even had goldeneye levels in it but uh 
the graphics were so much better. But in both of those games, you know, like in shooters nowadays, you have your two axes. You have your one that walks you forward and backward, and then you yeah. have your other one that looks. This was all in the same joystick. And at the time, you didn't think much about it. But after adapting to shooters nowadays and, like, hooking up the old Nintendo 64 and going back to playing it, it's damn near impossible. It's, how is it? It's in one joystick. Yeah, how every... Did you, how, every how did you... Surely if you were moving forward then, you'd just be constantly looking up at the same time? Or was it literally just direction? Yeah, it so. was just direction. I mean, there was no real reason to look up, I don't think. Wow. Uh, yeah. So your reticules for aiming is always in the center of the screen, and you'd, and you'd just be yeah. walking. Well, I think, what? like, the C button, like, might stray your trigger up. Like, the, you know how it had the little yellow C buttons that would point up yeah. and down? I think you could maybe yeah. stray your trigger up and down. But for the most part, yeah, everything was contained in that one joystick. Yeah. I suppose Ugh. you have, like, extra controls for, like, leaping about and crouching like you do in all the games now. So you wouldn't yeah. need it, would you, really, yeah. to, like, track anyone? It's sort of just they're all the same height. And not to mention, like, auto-aiming, too. I mean, I, I mm. feel like once you got your crosshair near an enemy, your thing kind of strayed that way it. over, you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit, anyway. Well, that's but. how, like, Wolfenstein and Doom was. It was just, like, yeah. straight backward, left and right. There was no up and down at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because when I went back to playing Resident Evil recently, I forgot that the camera angles on Resident Evil are, like, from the roof and yeah. stuff, and it's all really <laughs> weird. So you mm. can't run and look around easily it's mental. it's not really third person it's it's because like all from behind it's like yeah, indirect it's, isn't it it's, it's diagonal from yeah it's like really yeah. rare angles i it's always really hated that that was the big the biggest deterrent for me on the resident evil games it's like why am i watching this whole th- scene from like the top corner of a room like all the you know it's because it made it harder to control especially if you're pushing forward was always it was like you were watching walk. this whole thing through security cameras yeah. like wh- why I don't want to watch yeah, it like this the amount of times I'd have like a dog come after me and I'd end up running in the wrong way towards it <laughs> yeah <I'm>... exactly because <laughs> where you were just pushing forward to run now you have to hold down to run forward you know <laughs> And because so, like the, the camera would spin as well for different rooms so yeah You'd walk from one room to another, and instantly, whereas you were walking down to come out of one room, you'd be pressing up, up. Yeah. to go down in the next room, if you know what I mean, because the way the yeah. camera's yeah. right. Bizarre. Yeah, I, I think it's an outbreak. Except for like when it hit Resi 4, Resi 4 was like the big change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> There was another game on the 64 that I uh, fell in love with called uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and they also redid it for the Xbox, I think. But uh, any of you guys ever play that? I remember seeing that one. I never did play it, though. It it was weird. It was, uh, I mean, it was kind of set up like a Mario 64 game, but you play a squirrel who goes out one night and gets shit-faced drunk, and (laughs) in the next morning he can't remember where he is or how he got there, and you spend the whole game trying to get him home. It is, uh, it's really cool. And that game has one of the best villains I've ever seen in a video game. There's a squirrel called Harry or Alex. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Conker, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that story. <laughs> I've lived it. I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of the best villains I've ever encountered was in that game called The Great and Mighty Pooh, which was uh, an opera singing piece of crap that uh, every time he'd hit the high notes, you'd have to throw toilet paper down his throat to choke him. It was a pretty cool game. Me, 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 me. I 
am the great mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. A huge supply of tish comes from my chocolate starfish. How about some scat, you little twat? Do you really think you'll survive in here? You don't seem to know which creek you're in. Sweet corn is the only thing that makes it through my rear. How do you think I keep this lovely grin? Now I'm really getting rather mad or like a niggly tickly shitty little tag nut. When I've knocked you out with all my bab, I'm going to take your head and ram it off my butt. Your butt. My butt. Your butt. That's right, my butt. Ugh. My butt. Ugh. My butt. Amazing. I wish they'd make a sequel for it, but uh, it just couldn't. The amount of. Uh... Like, there was swearing, there was nudity, there was all kinds of stuff in this game, and it still had that kid's, like, exploration angle, like Mario, you know? <laughs> they had the game Rayman. I never played that one. That was fun. That was pretty much probably along the same as Conker's. It was just a 3D platformer running around collecting stuff. Yeah, I think I played Rayman on, like, PlayStation? Yeah, it's been all over the place. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize the PlayStation had been out a full year before the 64 was released, at least uh, here in the United States. And I think it was even longer uh, where you guys are at before it was released. Yeah, I, I remember having a PlayStation, and then I remember my friend getting an N64. So I don't know whether it was out similar times or what, but I do remember there was a... I definitely ended up with a PlayStation. So oh, I yeah, I think, and I think that's what happened to a lot of people, because, yeah, they, they were out a full year, you know before anyone else uh, put a console out. My but, uh, first console was a PlayStation 2, so I had nothing up until then. Wow. Well, I had a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy, but like that's, yeah. that's handheld, isn't it? So That still counts, though, I think. Wave Race 64, that was a good one. Oh, I don't... Racing uh, on jet skis. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. That game. was real fun, because it felt just like you were on water, I guess. It was the first time it ever felt like you were racing on water. In the N64, it was funny, too, because you had to buy an, an expansion pack to play certain games. I think maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was one of them, but you to get the full graphics, you had to buy this little $30 pack that you plugged into the front of it, which... What? Yeah, enhanced the yeah, graphics. Huh? And this was the first console to offer like rumble controllers, but you had to go buy a rumble pack that mm, plugged yeah, into the back that. of it. Boy, how far we've come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, that was a great game though. When that came out, man, that was the Amazing. music was fun, the game mm. was that, fun. Yeah. yeah. That was many an hour lost to, to Tony Hawk's. It was yeah. sensational. Yes, it was. I, I think the third one was probably my favorite because you could like build full parks and everything. Yeah. God, I always preferred the soundtracks to the games than the games, though. Soundtracks, like, yeah, they have really good soundtracks. Yeah. Um, they did. Fun. You could play. I I used to like because the levels were quite short. Yeah. When you'd get to the end of a level, the song would stop, yeah. and that used to annoy me because, like, because the song, the level, say, were a couple of minutes, you'd like have a two-minute run. Yeah. A lot of the tracks were played were like three-minute tracks, so it would, it would cut oh, half of a song, yeah. and I'd be like, oh, god. <laughs> Then it would reset because the menu music was just like uh, generic sort of like um, DJ scratches and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> He's right, it was. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, one thing that uh, at least the third game had right, and it could just be because I, I had it on Xbox. I don't know if it was like this on PS2 or whatever console it was on, but um, 
as awesome as the music was, you could also download your own music into the console and have your own music playing. Yeah, while you played. yeah that was very cool. You could do it on PlayStation 2 because you, uh, you could put your CDs in and save them to your hub, to your memory card. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think you could play it. I think you could do it through that. But it was, yeah. it, they overlaid. It, it wasn't like, um, like it made all the game silent other than the sound effects so that your music would essentially play over the top of it yeah and you'd hear the game sound effects for like grinding and all the points things come over the top so yeah it worked but it would it would come on and off as well when you went through the menus and that so oh, i see you start level and if you say your playlist had like five songs you were going through if you waited around on the menu there'd be no music and then you'd start a level and it wouldn't start at the beginning of the song it would start to wherever your playlist was at whilst it was silent okay. i think huh that's how it worked. Thinking yeah. it ended up being kind of a hack thing instead of a. Yeah, here, this is what you could do. <laughs> Your own little remix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just surprising to me that they haven't uh, like introduced that kind of thing to like Grand Theft Auto. How cool yeah. would it be to yeah. like put your own soundtrack in the, the mm. car and cruise around? That'd you know? be so much better. Well, do it on GTA Five though. Like I think on GTA Five, there's an option to have your own. Soundtrack. Are you serious? I think so. Like, it's been a while since I played GTA Five, but last time I saw it, I vaguely remember seeing, like, custom soundtrack. I know oh, they've updated snap. a lot of stuff recently, so maybe uh, there might be something like that in there now. I better look into that. I, I love that game, but I had to stop playing it because the online was so glitchy and like, constantly <laughs> yeah. getting kicked out. Like, what the hell's yeah. the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. they've definitely updated the online a lot more because um, I had it on 360 before I got my Xbox One. Um, but I know that not long after I finished playing it, they released a patch for the online for that. So the online's apparently a lot better now, but I've just never gone back to it because I got my Xbox One. Right. I Let's I get had the Candair crew back going. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You can be part of the Candair crew in GTA Five. I don't know what kind of honor that is, if it is one at all. But you're Does he get a hat with that or like a shirt? <laughs> well, yeah, your character wears a Candair yep. shirt in the show or on the oh. game. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a way that you could even put like the can logo on the hood of the car or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got the, uh, the if the gang got enough high enough level, <laughs> yeah. you can get yeah, yeah insignias <laughs> and stuff for it. Like Tokyo Drift with like the, the Drift King logo. Yours would be the <laughs> <laughs> just imagine it, guys. Oh, yeah. look at you as a bunch of grief and. Oh, terrifying. Oh, my God. All righty. Well, I think that's probably enough talk on the Nintendo 64. It was a uh, good console. Um, Yeah, it was a good console. One of the last cart consoles. consoles. That's true. Yeah, because then the GameCube had the tiny little Little discs. Yeah, Yeah. little bitty discs. And that was a good console, too. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that one another day. All right. Well, with that, let's just talk about some comics. Would you guys like to go first, or would you like me and Jack to go? We we, we uh, bought the same book by mistake <laughs> this week, so we're going to be taking our turns at the same time. Do you want to go first with your, yeah. with your book then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I want to see what it is. Okay. Okay, so like I said, we both went out comic shopping yesterday, two different stores, hadn't talked or anything, and both picked up I Hate Fairyland by Scotty Young, an image title. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. I don't really know what it's about, but I've heard the name. Yeah, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was a little out there, I'd say. Yeah, uh, it was. Very what intriguing, made, though. What made you choose it? 
just going into, the, at least in my case, when I went into the store, I was just looking for something different. Typically, the stuff I bring home is in one way or another hero-based, the majority of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted something that wasn't like that, so I saw this cover and just grabbed it. What about you? The cover and the name, once I opened it up and saw it was all his artwork, because he's been doing a lot of just covers. The baby Marvel covers, all the, the variants oh, yeah, that there were, yeah. and then the animal Marvel covers, those were all from him, and just knowing that it was his artwork and then yeah flipping through and seeing some of the pictures inside i was like that's have to get this why it looks so familiar he did the cover of uh that variant of magneto didn't he yeah with the mouse yes yes yeah. yeah i for- okay that makes sense <laughs> with the bent up uh mouse trap holding the piece yeah of yeah that's him there was another one where he was uh, sitting there like eating cereal or something with his helmet on i'll have to dig it out and show it to you Essentially, it starts with this uh, little girl by the name of Gertrude who's playing in her bedroom with all of her stuffed animals around. And you're being told by a narrator how she's always dreamed of going on like a fantasy adventure. And next thing you know, her whole room turns into like a big funnel and it's sucking everything down in the middle. Kind of like Alice in Wonderland falling down the hole kind of thing, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And uh, she ends up in the middle of this little, uh, like, munchkin city, kind of from Wizard of Oz-looking thing. And there's a uh, queen there, Queen uh, Claudia, to greet her. And says she's like, I just... Claudia. Claudia, excuse me. She's like, I just want to go home. I don't know how I got here. I want to go home. And it's funny because it's set up like, you can go home. All you have to do is find the door that has the key to take you home. You know, starting you on your grand adventure that she had always wished for. And they pair her up with this little, uh, I guess he's a fly. Oh, it looks he? like a fly, yeah. Uh, named, uh, what is it, Laragon Wor- uh, Wentworth Third or something like that. Is that what it was? I can't find it here. I think it was. But they, they set up a an adventure for this little girl who had always dreamed of adventure. Well, then it cuts to 27 years later. <laughs> and, <laughs> They're and, still flying around trying to find the door. They're still looking for it. They still haven't found it, and they're both just over it. Like, the little uh, little fly guy, Larrington Wentworth III, like, when you first meet him, he's all excited to help her on her adventure, and now his eyes are half shut, all bloodshot, a big cigar hanging out of his mouth. He's like, <laughs> he just doesn't care anymore. And she's the same age. She's still a little girl, even though she's 27 years older. Well, she's aged on the inside, but not on yeah. the out. She's... Yeah. Yeah, she's in her early 30s now, but she still looks like a little girl, and she's wreaking havoc across Fairyland because she just wants out, and she doesn't care what she does. She knows how to use bad language and hand gestures now. And it's funny because whenever they use bad language instead of fuck, it's like fluff or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just... uh... Yeah, them going across the fairyland, wreaking havoc. Uh, the narrator for the first half of the book was the moon that they happened to be sailing by in this uh, ship in the sky. And she's like, I'm sick of hearing you narrate everything. So right there, she blows his head off along with all the stars around. <laughs> yeah, she gets a fly to start st- to drive the ship while she sits there and takes out all the stars. <laughs> and they're all falling from the sky, bloody bones, uh, blood everywhere. Meanwhile, Queen Claudia is sitting there looking at the stars saying, oh, look, there's a meteor, uh, yeah, a meteor shower. And all of a sudden gets hit in the face with a, de- a dying star. I said, do you think this will be adapted into a film anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely go and see it. <laughs> it really reminds me a lot of, uh, oh, man, what was that called? 
Wreck-It Ralph. Like with the yeah. uh, the ice cream world, the, the what was the sugar racing candy game or whatever they had. I, I don't remember. I remember. I know what it is though. But yeah, I yeah. It, parts of it reminded me of that because at the end they like pull out their map, like, all right, where haven't we looked for this key yet? And they go to this island. It's called Ice Cream Island, and that's exactly what it is. Island made of ice cream. She's <laughs> she gets arrested by all those little toadstool cops. Oh yes. And she calls him a what is that? She calls him a dickhead or something like that, don't they? And they're, yes. they took offense to that because our head is not made out of this, what you call dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just goes to town eating them. Yeah. And then the, she looks at the little fly guy and he's all <laughs> crazy he's all looking. tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good book. It's uh, kind of like we were talking last week. You take something uh, very corrupt and mix it with something very <laughs> pure. <laughs> And uh, the end result, you get I Hate Fairyland by Scotty Young on Image. I uh, recommend checking it out. It yeah. was definitely interesting. Yeah. I'll have to get the next one. Do, like, I do love Scotty Young, so that would be really cool. And like most of the Image's releases at the moment as well seem to be really on point. They just seem amazing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is uh, not the exception. This is, a, uh, this is a great book. Nice. All right, guys, it's over to you. So... I've literally just finished reading uh, the first book of Witches, which is by Scott Snyder, and the artist called Jock. But it's an image release as well, and that freaked me out. It was, <laughs> I it was... almost bought that book yesterday. Yeah. Book of Witches, you said it's called? Yeah, it's literally just called Witches. Um, but it's like a dark cover on it, um, and it is just terrifying. Like, which I should have known, like the opening, the front quote on it to say like how good it is is from Stephen King and I was like anytime Stephen King says anything good about a book you're like it's gonna be dark it'll be alright yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah it was kind of one of those ones where when you read it um, I almost wasn't reading each issue to be like this is really good it was more like I just wanted to read it to see if there was a happy ending it was like that bleak that you just kind of wanted to be like, please get happier. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was really good, but I love Scott Snyder as a writer. Um, Absolutely. So that was kind of why I picked it up. But yeah, so I've just finished that and now I've just started Preacher. Um, oh, I've heard of that, yeah. They're yeah, making so, a show out of that, aren't yeah, they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was kind of why I got onto it. Um, I got it for Christmas, so I started reading through Preacher and it's been bloody good so far, but just insane. Um, I've had a flick through it today when I got here to have a look at the art because Nick was like, oh, check this out. And it is pretty dark as well. Like, yeah. I worry about your dreams, Nick. <laughs> 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 yeah, and like, I um, I finished writing a, uh, a one-shot recently and um, when I sent it to one of the guys I was working with, he, he read it and at the end he was just like, what have you been reading recently? Because the end of that one shot was really bleak. And I kind of ran through this list of books and he was like, I think you need to read something happy because everything you're reading at the moment is really dark. So, uh, yeah. So, no, they've, they've kind of been my reads lately. Um, well, don't pick up Fairyland if you're looking for something cheery because on the cover it looks very cheery, but there's very, uh, very bloody and gory in there. Other than her holding that big bloody axe, but still. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. good. Uh, my reading is it's been quite sparse yet again it's, I feel like I've got very little to contribute to all these topics so far but <laughs> I'll try uh, basically just been busy doing all sorts of work but reading wise you bought me the Batman oh R.I.P. R.I.P. Batman thank yeah. you uh, the graphic novel I got that for Christmas I've still not read it but I have flicked through it and I can mm. confirm it is visually 
impressive. Uh, <laughs> I can't quote much on the story, but yeah. it's very good. So I definitely recommend if you like looking at pictures as much as I do. <laughs> um, and if you want to read it as well, added bonus because it has got words. I just haven't read any of them. But yeah, so that that's my addition to the list. Other than that, I have got a biography that I've, I'm going to read, but it's not very comic related. So aside from that, it, it's a poor show, really. <laughs> you said R.I.P. Batman? Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's written by Grant Morrison. Um, and yeah, I picked it up for Harry for Christmas because it just it looked really good and everything I'd read about it just... They basically said it was a kind of pinnacle Batman read. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. again, on the visuals, the Joker in it looks nigh-on exacting to the one uh, Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. Oh, really? When you flick through some of the pages, uh, you notice, like, there are huge similarities, like the, the really tight uh, comb-back hair, stuff like, like, minus the tattoos and the mm. chrome it's <laughs> It's really, really good. Which I think was probably part of the reason Nick chose it, because I do have a big love for the new Leto look. So yeah. I picked this up when I was reading through it. I was like, ah, I think this is probably half half <laughs> the reason I have this. What uh, year did that come out? Do you guys know? Or, like, approximately? Is it newer, older? I think it's new-ish. I reckon probably last year, but not, like... Early. Yeah, I want to say it was like a few years ago. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, right, okay. Well, like so I said, I haven't read it. I don't, I don't really know what I was basing that judgment on. <laughs> Just, I picked recent-ish. Yeah, that's it. Shall, I, shall we look it up? I'll no, 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 no. I was just curious because uh, you know how comic uh, companies nowadays, like, for instance, we have Deadpool coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. At the comic book store yesterday, there's a whole end cap with these new Deadpool number one. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't know like, if it was just one of those uh, shameless. Like, sort of made because the film's. No, yeah, yeah, just. Yeah. Uh, like, it's before Suicide Squad, like, way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's been cool. around for, like, a little while. Um,. I want to say it's around the time that Grant Morrison did uh, All-Star Superman as well. Oh, they are. Publication, May to November 2008. There you oh, go. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look into that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it, it looked really good, so yeah. It's, uh, Very cool. Question. I wonder if it just like yeah. focuses on his death or something. What yeah, like. I wasn't entirely sure on the story because I, I kind of just, I knew Harry's definitely more of a visual person. Not to say you could read yeah. something with an awful story. Basically, but... <laughs> basically, I can't read is what Nick is trying to say. What's the last page say on it? Uh, well, <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. You'll ruin it. Yeah, no. I, what I can tell you is there's what looks like a massive change. So I, I think it's more than one story or some sort of like one universe. Because what's that multicolored Batman? Uh, he's oh god, this you make me think of Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> like that. Base, the story seems to follow one Batman, and then for one considerable portion of it, it changes to it is like it's called like old different universe Batman. It's it if it, it's one of the skins in Arkham Knight, a DLC one. He's like red and purple. It looks really weird, mm. but oh, that I one think is. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, he's got like ripped shoulder things. He's wearing 
most mostly yellow, I think it is, and he's got like purple and red. It's really bizarre. Is it where his like mouth is covered up too? I think it might be. Um, Honestly, it, it's a skin or it. Arkham, Arkham Knight, um, but I can't think. Um, I'm so curious what about what this. But it is a section. Is. A section. <laughs> it's just that Batman, and it's not. Um, it looks. It's the same artist, but it's not in keeping with the rest of the story. So. I'm assuming there's more depth to it than just the Joker arc in it. Although he does like heavily throughout, but I couldn't fa- I couldn't fathom if anyone dies or not. Well, if they do, they always come back. I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing's permanent. Yeah, definitely look into that one. <laughs> Unless yeah, I know what he's talking about. You would know it if you saw it, because I feel like uh, when that game first came out, you have that right. Mm, Arkham uh, uh, Origins. Origins. Yeah. Was no, that, no, no, after Night, the newest, the newest one. Oh, oh Night, no, no, I, I don't, don't have that one. Night, no. You haven't played it? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's the best one they've done yet by by a long way. It will consume your life a little bit. Yeah, the graphics are something else. Really I good. Wait. I cannot wait to play that. And you get all of Gotham in that one, right? Yeah. Well, well. Hmm. A, a, a big port, yeah. All right, yeah. But you don't get uh, Arkham Island or Arkham City. They're sort of you can see them. Yeah, you they, can't get yeah. to them. But I guess you did them in the other games. Yeah, so it's but like, it'd been cool if you could have gone back, wouldn't it? But uh, so it's sort of like it's very big. The map, yeah, it's huge. Like you don't need to worry about it not feeling no. like a city because it is enormous. Yeah. But, well, the last one I played was uh, Origins and. I liked how they gave you a lot more room to fly around and stuff, but it still wasn't like towering skyscrapers or anything like that. You yeah, jump this yeah. one's full on. Yeah, there are some some big big buildings. Yeah, there. like Wayne Towers, massive. massive. Yeah. Oh, and I think it's like forty bucks now too. We need to go get that game. Well, yeah, because it didn't do too good, especially for the old PC people. It, yeah, it, it never was playable for them. Why is that? Yeah. It was just too much to the game, I guess. Really? And they never really fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be playing it on uh, Xbox One. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Very yeah, cool. All right, guys. Yeah, basically, that's the suit that's in the DLC on that game. Is, is in the comic Batman RV. Yeah, basically. He, he just pulled up a quick uh, picture of it and showed it to me, and it's not oh, the same one I was thinking about. No, that red, yellow, oh. and black one. I don't know. Yeah, what that, that one was uh, <laughs> definitely different, but. Uh, it might be taken directly from that comic. I've no idea. I'd never seen it before, yeah. but I, when I saw the comic of it, I was like, "Oh, that's the one in the DLC." So that's all I recognise. I don't like. I say I don't know what sway that has on the story because I haven't read it. <laughs> it's in there. So if you love that suit, you should probably pick it up because <laughs> there <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we see what you mean about uh, the Jared Leto-looking Joker, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. I can see mm. that. Yeah, awesome. It's nigh on, like, tracing papered, it looks like, but it's got to be a point of reference, I reckon. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, like, he was heavy heavy reference material. But yeah, it looks spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Another good comic roundtable. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this will ever happen again, us picking the same books like that, though. (laughs) He just walked in the door and said, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) See that fruity colored comic sitting on the... The desk there. What? Yeah, the, the front of it looks like a box of cereal. Yeah, it does. It. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's just move right into Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Jamie Foxx. 
Jamie Foxx uh, yeah. is in the the actor. Yep, Jamie Foxx, really. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, about four days ago. Um, right outside his house over in Hollywood, I guess it was. There was a an accident. Some truck did something, flipped over a couple of times, and started to catch fire. <laughs> Look, that's Jamie Foxx's house. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see if we'll get him to come outside. Well, what they didn't put in the papers was that it was an attack. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, Jamie Foxx happened to be real close, and a passerby, he and the passerby both went over to see if everything was okay, and the driver couldn't get out of the car. He was pinned inside. And for some reason, which none of the articles I read said why, but he, the passerby, the guy that was with Jamie, had a pair of EMT scissors. <laughs> Like a Batman utility belt on my <laughs> get my shark repellent spray too. So he took the scissors, busted the window out, and he tried to get the guy, but the, the seatbelt was locked on, so they cut off the seatbelt and just when it started to smoke up some more, he was able to get the guy out of the car and then I guess not even five seconds later the whole car went up. No kidding? Yeah. How is this not like national news or something? I don't know. I just happened to come across and it was yeah, it was last week I think it was. Wow. Jamie Foxx pulls man from burning car. Yeah. Yeah, I think I only found out about it through like Twitter or something. I, I saw it on Facebook because there was a video mm-hmm. where Jamie Foxx got like um, interviewed after, like, I don't know how long after it happened it was, but he was stood with the uh, the guy who'd crashed his dad or something. Yeah, I think yeah, it was, it was his dad giving him a hug. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Turns out the the driver ended up going to the hospital. Get he had some some injuries, but then he got arrested as well. Yes, he? He was really, because they think he might have been drinking. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> there you have but it. He's <laughs> and well, <laughs> hey son, look, there's Jamie Foxx's house. <laughs> I can't imagine being in a car accident and like just looking up and seeing like a Hollywood. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> like Nicholas Cage. Never seen anyone famous around here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there they are. Nicholas Cage pulling you out of a burning car. <laughs> God, get you to safety. And for that, Jamie Foxx, you have found a spot on a wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. <laughs> Never thought we'd be giving a spot to Jamie Foxx, but no. here we are. <laughs> Alrighty, very cool. Well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to Nick and Harry and talk about, man, the many projects that they have uh, going on. Thanks again for being with us, guys. Yeah, no worries. It's happening. And I want to uh, thank you for sending us over all the issues you did. I mean, we had tons of free reading, and mm-hmm. I uh, I love reading your guys' stuff. It's very uh, action based thriller kind of stuff. Yeah. You guys ought to be doing like Die Hard movies and stuff like that. <laughs> as long as it's not Die Hard like six. More oh no, no, no! <laughs> just similar to that, just that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, and it was cool to. Well, you know what? Let's start with just you uh, telling the listeners again about Snow the Dawn energy and uh, code name a little bit before we move on, before I bombard you with questions. Right. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Snow uh, is going to be like a 12-part series. got a blurb here. Um, But no, it's going to be a 12-part series, and then um, Harry and I were kind of talking about it, and we had loads of ideas for what the rest of the universe could look like. Um, So we basically came up with the idea of having a bunch of one-shots based in the same world that kind of don't have to necessarily have read to get Snow the Dawn, but I guess it adds a lot more detail. Hmm. Um, so that was kind of where 
energy and codename came from and then we've got a few in the pipeline that are going to be coming out this year at some point as well it was i think there were bits of the story we wanted to put in without mm. taking up issue space for the main story because yeah. they're needed yeah but, but they're not within 12 issues there's only so much we can put in without yeah. getting like graphic novels <laughs> per issue per issue so we i think we trimmed it down and put them yeah into yeah because they kind of work as like yeah. their own little separate stories so um yeah so yeah so i think we just kind of realized that we'd started with a 12 part series that actually became a proper universe and suddenly we were like oh we have a lot to tell mm, yeah uh, so yeah so it kind of all spiraled i guess and became a bit of a bit of a project for us all of a sudden as well like mm. it wasn't it's when we first planned it it was all quite straightforward yeah do you agree yeah it all looked like a big oh yeah like, like step yeah. by step yeah, yeah. And now, if you if you were here, you look at Nick's wall; it's covered in post-it notes, and it, yeah. it's not a step-by-step anymore. It's no. it's like glitter and glue yeah. thrown about the place. <laughs> that's just oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, wrong wall. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We uh, yeah. I think we quickly realised that there was a lot you could do with it, and I guess we just didn't want to hold back either. I think we really wanted to be like, let's tell every part of this world that we can because it's quite a I don't know, it's quite a cool world there's a lot going on with it yeah we do, i don't want it as well to be something you'd read and just accept so like here's what's yeah. going on and you just take it on board with yeah. i think a lot of it nick wanted to justify so yeah. anything where we hadn't not um not like given a full explanation in in the standard issues he just wanted to make sure there were it, there were no holes so mm-hmm. if something is touched on in the uh, in the main storyline, you can bet there'll probably be a spin-off related to it somewhere. Yeah, just to like patch up what look what well what looked like us to gaps, which aren't necessarily <laughs> gaps, but yeah, right. it's basically like the, the kind of like if somebody goes, oh, but what's happening to this if the world's like this? Then we've kind yeah. of at least gone, yeah, read, read there's that one. something coming mm. in, yeah, right. It was uh, very exciting when I was reading Energy, to put, you know, putting together, oh, wait, this is in the Snow the Dawn world. And I wasn't sure about Codename because we've only seen a, a portion of it, but you just confirmed, yeah, yeah Codename is also in that same universe. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, are you going to just do it, keep doing these, uh, you know, side books to, I, I take it Snow the, the Dawn is like the nucleus of the universe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of like Harry was saying, like my uh, my post-it note wall, Effectively, in the middle is a post-it note that says snow, and then around it are kind of these one-shots that could happen. It's like a timeline, effectively, so it's what happens before snow, and then there's stuff that happens after. There's a beginning and end that's definitive, but but which we want to fit within yeah. 12 parts. Yeah, but, that's what I was going to ask. If you were trying yeah. to contain all those separate stories within the yeah. run of yeah. the original 12. It needs, it needs bits which Added. need telling. Yeah. I think if, if if you read just the twelve issues that are planned, yeah, it's it, it's really fun and it works well as a story. And yet it's got a good bit yeah, of depth it has to it. Beginning, middle, but end. the yeah, it's just. But if, at the end of the day, it's just that when you read it, it's just mm. boom, boom, boom. You read it and you wipe it away. At least with like I say, wipe it away. It's like it, <laughs> yeah, like it's filth. <laughs> yeah. Right. One, two, three, and gone. Done. But the other bits just pad it out, and they're bits. They're parts of the story which we found exciting to explore, but you, within 12 issues, like I said, it's just not the space to no. fit it all in yeah. unless they 
really fat issues. issues yeah um but yeah so we i think moving forward i guess with snow we kind of have this like 12 part arc that is snow the dawn um and then we've got these other one shots that'll be coming out alongside it as well which uh, like i said are just like added bits of information for you mm. um well because as well they're all they're not all set in the same time the the snow series itself is a certain section yeah it's like uh, energy is before yeah uh, code name is before mm. some of them are after yeah. so it's uh yeah the 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 arc is like big. You you wouldn't be able to fit it in the twelve issue just because they're not all happening at the same time. Same time yeah. Otherwise, it would half of it would just be flashbacks and it would be confusing to read. Yeah. So when issue twelve of Snow the Dawn comes out, that's going to be the final book to everything to all the books in the universe. Are you guys going to expand the universe any farther past issue twelve? Uh, so we Snow will end with twelve. Right. Because of the character yeah. James Snow yeah. being the lead, the lead, we've got where we could expand it. Because um, so we'd always had the idea we wanted to do uh, like three seasons. Yeah, so we kind of had this idea that it would be. I don't know. It's really hard. I think I was saying it earlier on that we kind of have almost like the, where our universe starts, and then we've also got where our universe ends. Mm. And I guess James's arc is Snow the Dawn. Um, but we do have like we know where the universe goes I guess so it does the universe with James's character ends in 12 issues yes (laughs) but the universe itself keeps going Oh, yeah. doesn't it always? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, that's what I was getting at. I'm sorry if I worded that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to put into words as well. Like, uh, Yeah, it is. Cause like, it, that's writing. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But it's a I great was, thing you're doing. You're not uh, taking your fans, you know, on a bunch of different adventures. Oh, I mean, you are, but they're all centrally based mm-hmm. in a world they already understand. And instead of having yeah, to learn. Relearn a whole new yeah, area. And stuff, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's just, just adding out what they already yeah. read, essentially. So right. the the side shot, the side shots. That's a new word. Let's go. The, <laughs> the side stories are just a companion to the main story, yeah. but they are not necessarily all within James's James Snow's Eras. timeline. Yeah, his era. They're around it. Yeah, yeah. the era of James. <laughs> Awesome. Now you guys are still you're currently working on Codename. That one isn't uh, released yet. Do you guys have a uh, like a date that you were planning on that? Yeah. Release? So um, so we've literally just finished it. Like in the past two hours, I think we've just finished yeah. capturing. Oh, you it. did get it done. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the hope is to put it out this week. Um, so it will be online for people to read I think we're putting it out through issue and I think our publisher is going to put it out through their site as well to download um, and we don't really know if there's going to be physical copies yet we're yeah. wanting so. I think we want physicals of everything yeah there's so. a Stan Lee quote about physical issues and that which relates to breasts it's <laughs> this I gotta hear yeah it's, it's better to have one in your hand than to look at it online <laughs> something like that hey so. that makes sense Having yes. a physical issue, yeah, always. But I don't know if we've got any plans for all of these. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we want to do as much as we can. Um, but yeah, with Codename, I think we initially just wanted to see what, I guess, traction we could get with it, just being a free online read. Mm. It's done quite well so far, so. 
I, I really enjoyed <laughs> I it, what yeah. I read. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen so far, but it's like seems like a, the double life being led. I love mm-hmm. those kind of stories. Well, the way mm-hmm. it ended in that preview that we had, yeah, right there. That's <laughs> positive that it reads that way, really, because yeah. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the last panel we have, well, I'm not going to say, but it just kind of leaves us thinking, well, what's next? How, what, what could possibly be after this? <laughs> the next page. Yeah, I had, like, loads of people thinking that was the end. They're like, oh, it ends really abruptly. Like, that's what I thought, too. That's exactly what I thought. Like, wow, that's a final ending right yeah. there. But, yeah, no, it, it gets bleak. I think the, yeah, the, the next, next page, page is worse. Yeah. Oh, bleak. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you but know no, how to I, capture our intrigue, that's for sure. My, my siblings had all like seen it, obviously. Um, so they'd um, they had the same thing. They were looking through all the, the the pages after I'd done them, and they were like, "Oh, that that ending's horrible." And I was like, <laughs> "Obviously, I hadn't finished doing all the pages at that point. I was still like, I had how many to go?" And they were they were like, "Oh, that's really that's really sad. Is that that ending is brutal though? Like, I like it." And I was like, "Ending? I was like, I haven't I haven't done the ending." Right. Well, I, yeah. I, I can understand. I mean, because it just seems mm. pretty final. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the yeah. last thing we <laughs> see there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, here you go. Your final gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool, guys. And I'm sorry, did you did you say the release date on that? Yeah, so uh, that'll be out, like, this week. This that's week. Not, that's not date, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This week, a time frame. <laughs> yeah, we give you seven days. Yeah, no, normally if you're following me on Twitter or something, you'll see a lot of spam about it, and I'll be like, mm. "It's everywhere." Yeah. So yeah, it'll be out this week. So by the time people are hearing this, it's probably already out because yeah. this will go up on uh, Friday. So yeah, 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 yeah. high likelihood. Yeah, yeah, it'll be out. Yeah, if if you've already read it, we hope you enjoy <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to see what happens in the rest of this thing. So yeah, we'll be checking it out. But uh, now that's going to be available in, like, Comixology, I take it, in uh, snowcomicsuniverse.tumblr.com, correct? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think the plan for it is uh, we're going to put out on issue, which is the same thing that we put out um, the second half with just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will be available to download through dimthroatdigital.com. Uh, and then we'll get it up on Comixology as soon as we can. Um, so it's kind of a three-part release. Yeah, oh, four okay. if you physicals at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've we've kind of dragging it out. <laughs> yeah. Basically, as much exposure as we can get, we will get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, if you want six release dates, we'll give we you six. Give you six. <laughs> <laughs> Find something else, some other way to put it out. Yeah, yeah. we'll just change the like color on it slightly. This one's in pink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just uh, color some of the characters uh, in that same color Batman outfit we <laughs> yeah. were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Page the numbers backwards this time. <laughs> just cast it off as a special edition. Yeah, yeah special print. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. We always have a blast talking with you. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for sending us all these amazing comics to read. It's it's always a blast reading your guys' work. Yeah, no worries. We've uh, there should be quite a few more. We've all coming, I think. Awesome. Well, I look forward to uh, having you both back on. Yeah, keep us posted. Yeah, definitely. Many thanks. Jack, what do we got on the website? We've got the show blog, our show videos, our show episode page, our show contact page, 
And the Hall of Heroes. The Hall of Heroes. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And uh, Nick and Harry, I forgot I wanted to also uh, let the people know your guys' Twitter handles if you wanted to say them real quick. Uh, yes, and my Twitter is Goody2212. <laughs> my Twitter doesn't exist anymore. You have an Instagram? I've got an Instagram. Oh, okay, that works. There you are. Uh, Big Basford, B A Z F E R D. There's an underscore in there as well, but I think that's just when you put a space, so. It should come up. Well, I, th- I don't know, but we've got them on Instagram. We're we'll oh, have to add them on I don't know. I, I need to spend more time in uh, social media. <laughs> I really do. We just set it up and just kind of let it take care of itself. No, it's an empty abyss which doesn't love you back. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yep. <laughs> Put so much time into it and you get nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I found. What a, what a uh, spot-on description. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Nick Hughes. And Harry Hughes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Where'd Alex go? (laughs) (laughs) I sent him out. Combined, it's Ask Dave. If you were a superhero and money wasn't an issue, what kind of secret lair would you build? Oh, a house? Like a secret... Uh, bat cave? Either a bat cave or like a fortress of solitude or just your secret lair that only you know about. It could be anything you wanted. Like where would I have it at, Jeremy? Just what would it be like? Where would you have it? What would it be like? I would have it all glass. All glass? Yeah. And I would like to have it submerged. Now, now you said money's no object. Mm-hmm. I would dig a hole and even have treat like an underground house. Uh-huh. But like when I get coming in, I hit a button and it pops the whole house on top of a hillside. And then I can see everybody come up because I have glass. <laughs> and then Sweet. My, and then... When it's time to uh, leave or so, hit that button and the house would just go right back down into the ground and it just look like a countryside. Just a normal hill. Trail, like a field, yeah. What if uh, these people coming up the hill are throwing rocks at glass houses? Well, they ain't going to be able to destroy that glass, Jerry. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have that super duper tough glass. You know, like you can't even like bulletproof glass? Oh, it's going to be like 10 times fucking bulletproof glass, you know. There you go. It might be super thick, but if money's no object, you can get it made where you could just be. You'd have birds flying in your windows all the time. <laughs> this has been Ask Dave. If you have a question for Dave, go to cantairpodcast.com and send him a question. Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. Alright. Hey, kids. Oh my god, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
our friends from across. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. 